Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino at chumbacasino.com. Choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. <laughs> This is Special Prosecutor Larry Clayman. I'm the only lawyer ever to obtain a court ruling that a president of the United States committed a crime. For truth, for competition. As a young lawyer, I helped break up AT&T. That's why you have all your cell phones today. For sovereignty, for the republic. I'm the guy who, at Judicial Watch, which I founded, uncovered the Chinagate scandal. Millions of dollars going to the Clinton campaign, corrupting our political system. For the privacy of citizens. And I'm the only guy to have enjoined the National Security Agency from mass surveillance on hundreds of millions of Americans. Tearing it up. I'm the son of meat packers in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. I know how to slice and dice. Bringing it back. We're going to take this country apart and put it back together again in the way envisioned by our founding fathers. It's not just talk. We're not just regurgitating news stories. Larry Clayman, special prosecutor, is making the news. And now, here's Larry. Welcome to this week's edition of Special Prosecutor with Larry Clayman. It takes on a very dark cloud what's been going on in the last week. Uh, We've seen the provocations of the left. We've seen the threats by Hillary Clinton for incivility, by Eric Holder. We've seen Antifa, that radical, atheist, anarchist group in the streets. We've seen Black Lives Matter take out policemen in Dallas and other places around the country. We've seen George Soros financing many of these things. We've seen Barack Obama back on the campaign trail whipping up racial division and hatred. We've seen, of course, the display that occurred in the confirmation hearings of now Justice Brett Kavanaugh. All of this, all of this has contributed to the situation that we see this week. And I'll tell you, that is a a bad situation. Nobody condones violence. Nobody condones sending bombs to people uh, to try to kill them. That's exactly what we've been trying to avoid At Freedom Watch, with our hard-hitting cases and our citizens' grand juries, we believe in peaceful and legal civil disobedience and action in the courts, action under the rule of law, action under our God-given right to enforce the Bill of Rights, to enforce the Constitution, which the Bill of Rights is incorporated into, and our God-given right to freedom and liberty, as founded by our founding fathers back in my native city, of Philadelphia on July 4th, 1776. But after these bombs were sent to a number of individuals, whether it was Bill and Hillary Clinton, whether it was President Barack Obama, whether it was George Soros, Eric Holder, and others, and the list continues to mount, 
not just Robert De Niro, but apparently James Clapper, former DNI and others. The blame has been squarely put by the vicious and vile leftist media on President Trump. He doesn't have any responsibility with regard to this. In fact, his statements are simply reacting to the vicious and out of control leftist media and the socialist, atheist, pro-radical Islam, pro-radical gay, lesbian, and transgender, pro-radical, everything that you could name, Democrat Party today, as well as those who support it. But why has it come about? And of course, I happen to subscribe potentially to the theory that Rush Limbaugh had. We arrived at it basically at the same time, that these bombs may actually have been sent by leftists or by Democrats or others to try to influence the midterm elections that are coming up shortly on November 6th. But probably not. They probably were sent by extremists, you can call them domestic terrorists, whatever you will, who have reached a point of frustration, who've reached a point of desperation, who have reached a point where they believe that they have to take matters into their own hands illegally and in a terrible, ignominious fashion to try to bring justice on their own. And why do they reach that conclusion? As I've said, and this doesn't mean it's rational or right, I might say, but as I have said many times on this show and in articles that I have published at worldnetdaily.com and newsmax.com in my blog, Clayman's Court, and there's going to be another one going up tonight at wnd.com. You can find it at freedomwatchusa.org, our website, and support us with tax-deductible contributions. Join our Justice League, our leftist media strike force, and all the other things that we're doing. There has been hopelessness put into the system. And let me tell you why that's the case. I've said many times, it's very difficult to get justice in the courts. You have these leftist judges appointed by Obama and Clinton, and even the ones appointed by conservative presidents, so to speak. And I'm not sure that George W. Bush was a conservative. Frankly, I I think he frankly was just an idiot. I mean, that's (laughs) the best way to describe him because his judges are almost as bad as Clinton, the ones that are up there on the bench is that these judges, establishment creatures, with a few exceptions, like Judge Royce Lambert, who's a great man of the U.S. District Court for the District of Columbia, and on occasion, Richard Leon and a few others, like Judge Stanley Sporkin, retired, and Judge Sanders Saul's up there in Tallahassee, who I was in front of in the now-famous 2000 Gore v. Bush election challenge, and a few others. Maybe I've seen a handful in my entire life. These judges don't have the courage to enforce the rule of law, much less the Constitution. So we are left defenseless because we don't have a judiciary who actually will take action. And that's why we have uh, Freedom Watch's citizens' grand juries, because we have to do ourselves bring about justice at this point, not by sending bombs, but doing it peacefully and legally with our God-given rights. And it was Justice Antonin Scalia, the great jurist, who said that the grand jury doesn't belong to the three branches of government. It belongs to the American people. So we will do it the right way, and we're going to be starting that in November. I pushed it back a bit. We're doing it in Orange County. We're saving costs. We've got volunteers. It's a conservative county. And we are pushing ahead to bring about the justice. But then we also have our so-called Department of Justice. Now the successive attorneys general have been corrupt in and of themselves. Going back to Janet Reno, under the regime of Bill and Hillary Clinton, 
moving on to Alberto Gonzalez under George W. Bush and others, moving on to Eric Holder under President Obama and then Loretta Lynch. And now we have the do-nothing disgrace of an attorney general, Jeff Sessions, Jeff Beauregard Sessions. I would call him Beauregard J. Moose rather than Beauregard Sessions because he has the intelligence. In fact, actually, I think Rocky and Bullwinkle had more intelligence than this guy who has buried his head in the sands, who has done nothing. He, he himself is under investigation by special counsel Robert Mueller. And the American people have lost hope that they have a Justice Department that will come to their defense and restore equal justice under law. And then on top of that, you've got Deputy Attorney General Rod Rosenstein. I call him Frankenstein, okay, because he's like a monster there in subverting the rule of law. He said he was going to wire himself to get information on President Trump when he was with him to use to have President Trump thrown out the door under the 25th Amendment for being mentally unstable. This is the guy who's running the Department of Justice, given the fact that our cowardly do-nothing attorney general is hiding under his desk. And then if you put it on top of that, the false hope that is presented each evening by some, even in the conservative media, Fox News in particular, and the most extreme example is Sean Hannity, who has the same groupified guests on every night, almost every single night, giving out and dishing out false hope that something's going to happen with regard to either the Justice Department, the corrupt FBI, Congress, or whatever. This is how he boosts ratings. This is how Fox generates income. And it's not just Hannity. There are others, but I don't have time to talk about it right now, particularly on Fox News, who play the game and are stuffing money into their pockets every step of the way. And people are starting to see through this. Yes, it's entertainment, but I'll tell you something. I can't watch Fox News anymore. I can't. I feel like throwing up because I don't believe that the American people are being told the truth. The whole system's collapsed. And that's why you have these radical terrorists now, domestic terrorists, taking matters into their own hands, pushing back in an illegal and terrible way. Then let's put on top of that public interest groups like my former public interest group, Judicial Watch, run by Tom Fitton, who's not a lawyer. They have millions and millions of dollars in their bank account. They spend most of that money just trying to get documents. And then when they get documents and Fitton gets his face on Fox News or some other network, he's saying, okay, government, please do something. He's literally begging the government to do something. Well, it's time that public interest groups like Freedom Watch, and not just Judicial Watch, use its resources to bring about justice. That's what we try to do at Freedom Watch. We're not there just to get documents. Documents are good. We can use them as evidence in our citizens' grand juries. But you've got, at that point, to put the money on the table, to put your mouth where your money is and your actions and get it done. Get it done. Get it done. Because if you don't get it done and you don't restore an equal system of justice under law with due process and equal protection for all, then this country is going under lickety-split rapidly. And we see that. Because as I've predicted over the last many years, we were approaching the point of what happened this week. The left started it, and radical people on the other side of the spectrum are finishing it. And that's not the way it should be finished. It should be finished in the courts. It should be finished in our legal system. It should be finished with citizens' grand juries. 
So go to freedomwatchusa.org, freedomwatchusa.org, contribute to our cause. We are the ones who are getting it done. The dog and pony show on Capitol Hill, these politicians use it, these hearings, and all their pontifications, again, to get on places like Fox News, raise money, get reelected, and then they go back to do nothing as congressmen and senators. And, of course, the judges, we've talked about that. There's maybe two or three in the United States today that'll stick his or her neck out. So it's time that we, the American people, legally and peacefully, take matters into our own hands, not by sending bombs to Democrats who should be prosecuted and thrown in prison where the sun don't shine, but not subjected to violence, no more than we should be subjected to the same violence that the left has perpetrated upon us. So we must rise up. We must fulfill our God-given role, the role that our founding fathers bequeathed to us at Philadelphia on July 4th, 1776, that they pledged their lives, risked their and their fortunes to found a new nation, indivisible, under God, with liberty and justice for all. So therefore, I implore you to go to freedomwatchusa.org, support our Justice League, and contribute to our cause, because we are your only justice department and your only hope for justice. I'll be right back. Special Prosecutor, Larry Clayman. If you'd like to support Freedom Watch and this radio show, go to freedomwatchusa.org. Let me tell you the right way to do things, notwithstanding Freedom Watch and Larry Clayman and our supporters. You good people out there, you're the superheroes of the Justice League. You are Batman. You are Aquaman. You are the Flash. You are Wonder Woman. You are Superman. We can do it for ourselves. And let me tell you a super family, and that's the family of Clive and Bundy. Okay, Clive and Bundy faced tyranny at Bunkerville with the aid of the most corrupt senator in modern history, Harry Reid, and his corrupt son, Rory Reid, a downtown sleazy mafia-connected lawyer. They tried to take Cliven's land, which his family ranched for 150 years in Bunkerville, Nevada, away from him. They tried to give it to Chinese environmental interests. Obviously, Harry Reid was expecting kickbacks for that, which he probably would have passed on to his son as well, who was helping him. The land does not belong to the federal government. The land belongs to the people of Nevada, to the people of Clark County, which is where Bunkerville and Las Vegas are located. So Cliven stood up for his constitutional rights. And when federal goons were sent in to threaten the lives of him and his family, Federal goons who assaulted his sister, Margaret. Federal goons who tased his sons. Federal goons who viciously kicked his dog. Federal goons who buried a cattle which they killed in secret mass graves so Cliven could not do business and would be put out of business as hundreds of ranchers have throughout the West. And I might say there are TV shows about this now. One is called Yellowstone with Kevin Cosner. I think you should watch it. And there's another one called Heartland. Watch that, because this is our way of life. The land 
is our land. This is the heart and soul of this country. This is how we were founded. We fought wars with the Indians over the land. I mean, some of those wars were just, some weren't. But the fact is, we own the land, and the Indians deserve their right to their land that were bequeathed to them under Indian and American treaties. But Cliven stood up for his rights peacefully and legally. He used the Second Amendment rights to do it. Peaceful protesters came to his defense. And what happened then? Cliven equated his plight with the plight of the Negro in the Old South. Now, Cliven's not politically correct. He's a good man. He's a pious man. He's a religious man. He didn't mean any harm. He was actually complimenting Negroes in the Old South. He was saying, I've been treated like him. I understand how they feel. The government has taken away their sense of pride, their liberty, their property, and just gives them handouts, which takes away their self-respect. He says, I'm not going to let that happen to my family. And I sympathize with the Negro in the Old South. But Obama took offense at that. And at White House Correspondence Center, and you can see this at clivenbundydefensefund.org, he, in effect, threatened the Bundys. He said, let me give the rancher a piece of advice. Never start off your sentence. Let me tell you about the Negro. And then he repeats it again. He says, there's not going to be good consequences, I'm paraphrasing, for doing that. Sure enough, two years after the successful standoff, when the federal government was forced to leave Bunkerville, the goons, Obama's Attorney General Loretta Lynch indicted Cliven, his sons, and about 16 other defendants. And in the course of the trial, and I participated in that and other legal actions for the Bundy family, we succeeded in having the supersedious indictment thrown out. And why did that happen? Because on the witness stand, we caught FBI agents, Bureau of Land Management agents, and in terms of advocacy, the U.S. attorneys in Las Vegas, Nevada, lying, hiding evidence, and cheating, and in fact denying our clients due process and equal protection under the law. And even a hostile judge, which Las Vegas Review Journal said was a friend of the prosecutors, someone who had been appointed by Obama at the recommendation of that corrupt Senator Harry Reid, Gloria Navarro, to save her own slimy skin, had to dismiss that supersedious indictment. And when we come back, I'm going to explain to you what happened after that, because this is not over. The legal war is continuing. The federal government, even under Attorney General Sessions, continues to terrorize the Bundys. And it tells you something. The establishments of both political parties are corrupt. The establishments of both political parties do not represent we the people. Freedom Watch does. You do. And we hope to have others enlisted in our cause. I'll be right back. that make corrupt politicians make wee-wee in their little pants. Transparency and the rule of law will be the touchstones of this president. But we have to pass the bill so that you can uh, find out what is in it. Special Prosecutor, Larry Klayman. 
Be the one who makes our country great again. Go to FreedomWatchUSA.org and donate. So what happened after the supersedious? That means a succeeding indictment was dismissed by Judge Navarro in Las Vegas federal court in Nevada. At that point, as I had been asking for a year with our cowardly and do-nothing Attorney General Jeff Sessions, who promised me on a cell phone conversation that I had with him shortly after he was confirmed that he would, in fact, review this case, because I said, I think, Jeff, that there's this is a political prosecution begun by Obama under former Attorney General Loretta Lynch. Certainly, Jeff Sessions should understand what it's like to be called a racist, as Cliven was. And I might add, to go back to it, Hannity, who had been covering the whole Bundy saga, ran away from Cliven, never had him on again, just like he ran away from Sheriff Joe Arpaio, ran away from Judge Roy Moore. The man is spineless. He's two-faced. And this is why you hear me criticize him. And if anybody wants information as to what happened, I'll give it to you, because if you think I'm being unfair to Sean Hannity, I'll lay it out for you. But he was symptomatic of a lot of people that ran away from the Bundys on the conservative side. And that's really the tragedy, is that we need our supporters. We need people to band together. We need an army. We need a Gideon's army. We can win. But Jeff Sessions, who promised me that he would review the Bundy case, never did. But then he was forced when the supersedious indictment was dismissed by even Judge Navarro, an Obama Reed leftist, frankly, a dishonest judge who had been found by the Las Vegas Review Journal, a mainstream publication, as I said, to have violated the constitutional rights of Cliven Bundy, his sons and the other defendants. Even when she had to dismiss it, Sessions finally said, OK, I'll review the case. Now, what happened then? What happened then, and this is going back to February of 2018 when that indictment was dismissed, Sessions did nothing as usual, continued to hide under his desk at the Justice Department. And the government, so-called government, I don't call it a government, let's be blunt, it's not governing us, that's for sure, it's governing itself and protecting its own interests, particularly at the Justice Department, FBI, Congress, in the courts for the most part, with some exceptions, like I said, with some good judges, maybe two or three in the entire country that really have the courage to enforce the rule of law against the elite establishment, powerful people, the beautiful people of Washington, D.C. and state capitals around this country, the government goes forward and files a notice of appeal. Can you believe that? They're appealing even Judge Navarro's dismissal of the supersedious indictment. Who did that? The U.S. Attorney's Office in Nevada with the blessing, obviously, of Jeff Sessions and the higher-ups at the Justice Department that President Trump now regrets having put in place at that Justice Department, but which, which his hapless lawyers tell him he can't do anything about. He can. He should have fired him a long time ago. He should fire them today and get people in there that have some integrity. But filing that notice of appeal was done for one reason. It wasn't done because it was right. It wasn't done because there's really a chance of success even before the Ninth Circuit, which is the most leftist court in the United States at the appellate level. It was done to protect the rear ends, the derrieres of the government prosecutors in the U.S. Attorney's Office, in the Justice Department, in Washington, D.C., under Obama, people that included not just Loretta Lynch and before that Eric Holder, but James Comey, who ran the FBI at the time. They were caught lying to the court and covering up evidence. And Neil Cornsey, who was the self-styled 
political hack of uh, Harry Reid, Senator Harry Reid, that he put in charge of Bureau of Land Management that sent these goons out to terrorize the Bundy family, take over their ranch and kill their cattle and put them out of business. They're doing that because I had filed, and it's obvious it would have happened on its own, a request for an internal review by the Office of Professional Responsibility, Inspector General, as to this egregious, outrageous, criminal prosecutorial misconduct. Because they know that unless they go up on appeal and win, and in front of the Ninth Circuit, God only knows what will happen, given the fact that they obviously don't like the Bundys. They're very far left. Up there, the judges, for the most part. If that gets reversed, then, of course, they're off the hook from being sanctioned and prosecuted for this criminal misconduct. Of course, we know that's not really ever going to happen in any event. But this is the way they even prevent themselves from being considered to be dis, uh, demoted or terminated as Justice Department counsel. That's one thing I know. I'm, you know, I'm in a proud alumnus of the Department of Justice. I saw some political things there I didn't like. I left. I started Judicial Watch in 1994 to, to be the People's Justice Department. Now it's Freedom Watch. We do what Judicial Watch used to do. But this is not the kind of thing that you can believe that there's ever going to be any real justice. But yet they file this appeal. Now, what happened after that? The U.S. Attorney's Office and the appellate division of that U.S. Attorney's Office sit on this appeal. They don't do anything. They tell the court, well, well, we're considering what to do, whether to proceed. Well, just this week, they file a motion for extension of time for another 60 days to write the brief, opening brief of this appeal. And I tell the Ninth Circuit, I said, you know, before you can grant those, that extension of time, you should require our so-called government prosecutors to tell you whether they're going to withdraw the notice of appeal or whether they're going to proceed. And, of course, if Sessions was really doing a review of the case, that would be seriously under consideration. But instead of doing that, the Ninth Circuit rubber stamps the 60-day notice of appeal and lets the appeal proceed. It should have been thrown out at that point. And this tells you why you have to support Clive and Bundy. I'm defending Clive and Bundy in that case. And I'm working with Ryan Bundy, who is running for governor in the state of Nevada right now, who in my personal capacity, I endorse because he's the one person in that race that has integrity and believes in the Bill of Rights, believes that the land belongs to the people of Nevada, not some federal goons sent in by Harry Reid's Neil Cornsey at, at Bureau of Land Management and Comey's FBI and Loretta Lynch's main justice department. So, this is where we stand right now. And I tell you this story because, you see, the Bundys did it the right way, and we're fighting in the courts, and we will win. It was only, as Cliven put it, with the help of the Heavenly Father that he was, in fact, acquitted, practically acquitted along with his sons, Ryan, Ammon, Davey, and Mel, as well as others who I represent as well. We brought a countersuit against these prosecutors and against the FBI, the BLM, and others for large damages to make sure this will never happen again. I mean, we hope that it will never happen again, but we must stand vigilant. And they did it the right way, but there are others out there that don't want to do it the right way. There are others out there that have reached a point of hopelessness, desperation, that they have to take it into the matters into their own hands in a violent way. And we on the right, it's an understatement to say, are much better than these criminals on the left. 
we're much better than the criminals who who received these bombs that didn't thank thank God explode. We are much better than Bill and Hillary Clinton. We are much better than Barack Obama. We are much better than Eric Holder, Loretta Lynch. We're much better than James Clapper. We're much better than leftist Hollywood actors like Robert De Niro, who frankly is not intelligent enough politically to even understand what's going on, but yet he shoots his big mouth off at his first opportunity and every opportunity he gets on the world stage. And there are others, Madonna, there are others. I can go on and on and on. It's a disgrace. And this is why we have to hold our head high and be better than they are, to put it mildly. But we must also have the right to defend ourselves because now literally a war has been triggered and you can expect that radical elements of the left, radical Democrats, radical atheists, radical Muslims, radical, you name it, are going to come back violently. Some of them armed. And by the way, the fact that bombs were used in this instance actually proves a point because it's the left and the Democrats who are always saying, oh, we must get rid of all guns. Well, if you don't have guns, you can use bombs. And that shows it here. It's not a question of the implement. It's a question of the person who's using that illegally. And consequently, we must now be prepared to defend ourselves. We must preserve and use our Second Amendment rights. You know, Cliven never, ever pointed a weapon at any of the federal goons that came on his property. Neither did the other protesters. But yet, they were armed. And that certainly convinced the government to leave, for sure. Our so-called government. I don't call that the government, as I've said. These are tyrants, similar to King George III, similar to the British crown, similar to the reason that we founded a new nation. And that's why we have to be prepared to defend ourselves, but not be the aggressors and not do anything violently or illegally against our opponents. But if they do, in fact, shoot at us, we'll have to defend ourselves. So keep that in mind. And when I listen to the left this week and others, the CEO, despicable CEO of CNN, Jeff Zucker, whose name rhymes with something else. And, I, and he blames President Trump and he says, well, why isn't President Trump apologizing for what he said? You know what? Zucker and the rest of them, they should do more than apologize for what they've said. Frankly, they should be thrown in the slammer peacefully and legally. And that's why we have our leftist media strike force. And it's why Sheriff Joe Arpaio brought just last week a case against the New York Times for defaming him. It's why Chief Justice Roy Moore sued Sasha Baron Cohen for defrauding him and calling him a pedophile on national TV when he's not. He's a fine man. He's been smeared. You know, it was a leftist law professor, Alan Dershowitz, who said in an article, you can look it up, it's in the Hill magazine, is that if you're a white man in this country today, you don't have a defense. Just make an accusation and you're guilty. And that's true. This is Alan Dershowitz, leftist law professor from Harvard. So if he says it, it has to be true. And that is why this week we see what we're now experiencing it. But no one tells it like it is. Everyone sugarcoats. Everyone runs away from it. I watched Hannity this week. You know, he's he's so scared he's going to be blamed for this. He spent 20 minutes living down the fact that the left had accused him of of fomenting violence. Now, Hannity has a lot of faults, and frankly, he's a hypocrite, two-faced hypocrite. But the fact that he 
he takes a strong stand on his TV show against the left, even if he does it in a way that creates false hope and actually creates a worse situation by thinking something's going to happen. People are led to believe that. Fact is, he shouldn't have to apologize for anything. And neither should President Trump. And neither should yours truly. And neither should anyone out there who believes in the rule of law and believes in the vision of our founding fathers. And that's why I'm agitated right now. You can see I'm upset. Because not only do we face mortal danger from the left, because there's going to be a reaction here. You can bet there's going to be a reaction. So be prepared to defend yourselves peacefully and legally and under your God-given constitutional rights. But we also have to see it for what it is. And you won't hear that on Fox News. You won't hear that in some other conservative media. Of course, you won't hear it from the left. And that's why I want you to take this radio show and share it with your friends, your fellow patriots. Tell them to go to freedomwatchusa.org to contribute to our cause. We need to get bigger. We need to ramp up. We're your Justice Department. We need you to sign up for our newsletters, our Justice League. Uh, with a contribution of over $250, we'll send you a free four-volume work of my new book, Essays of a Mad Man, appropriately titled, don't you think? And we need to mobilize. You know, in the Bible, it was Gideon's army, small group of people that made the difference. In colonial times, it was a, a, just a handful of colonialists that really coalesced and brought the other colonialists together using the printing press to communicate. We're using... This radio show, we're using social media. Of course, we're discriminated against by the leftist owners of them, too. And I have a class action lawsuit to break that up because we need to reach the American people. We need to bring them together. We need to give them hope, not in a false way like Hannity does on Fox News, but in a way that you can actually do something, that you can have citizens grand juries and bring about justice. And that's why Freedom Watch is so unique. There's no other public interest group like it. Because we will stick our neck out for the American people because we're with you and we know that you're with us. I'll be right back with the final segment, the verdict segment, a special prosecutor with Larry Klayman. Stay tuned. was a trial lawyer, he sliced him and diced him. People used to ask me, Larry, what caused you to start Judicial Watch and now Freedom Watch, given the powerful forces in this country that put you at risk? In a meat packing plant. I'm the son of meat packers in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. I know how to slice and dice. A very special prosecutor, Larry Klayman. If you'd like to support Freedom Watch and this radio show, go to freedomwatchusa.org. Talk about lawlessness. Now it's the verdict section of this show. The verdict section is that Robert Mueller needs to be indicted, prosecuted, tried, convicted, sentenced, and legally and peacefully arrested. Hopefully by President Trump, we'll see that we got a valid uh, conviction and sentencing and thrown in the slammer. You know, the leftist media out there, whether it's Daily Beast or whether it's Huffington Post or, you know, God knows what ridiculous leftist publication you can think of, always says, Politico, that's another one. Oh, what a tight-lipped group of people they are, the special counsel under Robert Mueller, all the 
hack leftist prosecutors. They don't leak. They're so quiet. Well, this week, more leaks. There have been leaks going on for two years. We have documents showing that the press spokesperson of special counsel Robert Mueller's office, Peter Carr, meets at a cafe, a French cafe on Pennsylvania Avenue. I've been there myself. And that is where, in all likelihood, a lot of these leaks occur. They don't occur through email, text messages that could be uncovered. They occur orally and out there in these secret locations. Well, it's called Paul. It's Paul Restaurant. It's about 12th and Pennsylvania Avenue. Maybe I should send somebody over there and video Peter Carr meeting with these leftist reporters. It's a good idea. But here's what we know this week. More leaks. More leaks about what's going on in and around Roger Stone. In fact, uh, Jerome Corsi, a journalist, and others. What's been going on in front of grand juries? How the special counsel is about ready to indict Roger Stone, and then he's going to squeeze Roger Stone to get information for his witch hunt on President Trump. This is what we're dealing with here. And then, of course, Mueller leaks just last week that he's going to be issuing a report shortly after the midterm elections. He wants people to know that he's got something that he considers damning about the president and people around him before those midterms, because he, being part of this establishment in Washington that, that resents President Trump, wants to have a, the House of Representatives turn Democrat under Nancy Pelosi, that witch of a, a speaker, Nancy Pelosi, from San Francisco, of course, you know, you obviously know what goes on up there, is that this ultra-left bastion of this country is trying to take it over through Nancy Pelosi and others. And of course, if Mueller succeeds in giving a little nudge to have the Democrats take over the House of Representatives, this will result in the impeachment of our great President Donald Trump, the matter will then go to the Senate, where there will be a trial. The country will be ground to a halt, and, this, and it'll all be over. So this is why we have to indict, convict, sentence, and peacefully and legally Mueller and his band of hack prosecutors away. And along with him has to go James Comey, has to go Deputy Attorney General Rod Rosenstein, has to go the Clintons, the Obamas, the Soroses, and all the people who wrongfully received bombs this week. That is not the way to do it. What is the way to do it is peacefully and legally. And I urge everyone to stay calm, to support Freedom Watch. Unlike Judicial Watch, we just don't get documents. We bring hard-hitting cases. We're pursuing citizens' grand juries. We call it like it is. You know, I'm now 67 years old. I've been a lawyer for 41 years. Is that if I have to get my face on television just for the sake of getting my face on television to say whatever I need to say to get on Fox News that's politically correct or any place else, forget it. I'm not interested. What I'm interested in is justice. I'm interested in preserving the republic, saving the republic. I'm interested in truth, justice, and the American way. That may sound corny. But in fact, that's why we have our Justice League. Remember, that's what Superman stands for. And again, you are the superheroes, you the American people. So join our Justice League. Go to freedomwatchusa.org. Contribute to our cause, tax-deductible contributions. With a contribution over $250, you get a free four-volume set of essays of a madman, which tracks the decline of this country under successive presidents, whether it's Clinton 
whether it's W. Bush, whether it's Obama. Thank God we've got a president now who wants to make America great again and wants to tell it like it is. We have to save his presidency because if we don't save it, the next president's going to be 100 times worse than Barack Hussein Obama. Join me next week for another edition of Special Prosecutor with Larry Klayman. Until then, God bless you and God save America. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.